0: Hey everyone, this is Noor, and you're listening to the Radical Contemporary Podcast. In this episode, I speak to Margarita Andrade, who was born in Ecuador, where she grew up. Margarita came to Egypt to visit a friend and ended up living here after falling in love with the country. While growing up in Ecuador as a young child, Margarita felt how much injustice, racism, and inequality was prevalent in the country. Coming from a charitable family, she learned from a young age how to care for others, a lesson she holds as one of the greatest gifts a parent can offer to their children. From early on, Margarita wanted to work independently. She was not willing to be tied to a system. From there came Threads of Hope, a social impact business that recruits, trains, and subsequently provides talented, underprivileged, marginalized women and girls, such as refugees and local Egyptian women, with work so they can attain a sustainable income. Threads of Hope is specialized in high-end embroidery and aims to serve clients in the international textile and fashion industry. We visited the Threads of Hope workshop in downtown and had a conversation with Margarita and Hanen, one of her lead educators at Threads of Hope, as they told us the story of how the space came to life. And now to my conversation with Margarita. I'm sitting here with Margarita Andrade, and we are at the headquarters or the office of Threads of Hope. And I'm really happy that I came because Margarita just gave us an amazing tour of the place. I saw women creating true art and real beauty, and it was very moving, actually. I'm so happy to be speaking to you today. Before we get started, I wanted you to take us back a little bit. I know you're from Ecuador. Could you tell me a little bit about your childhood in Ecuador? Like, how was it back then?
1: Well, it's a, Ecuador is a small country with a very beautiful nature, a beautiful, beautiful blue sky in the equator, 2,800 meters high. So I was always surrounded by beautiful colors
0: all my life, and this, this stuck to me. I'm sure. And the thing is, is that the place here, my first comment to you is... It's so colourful and so, so full of light, actually. Was being charitable and giving back to the community something that you were always surrounded by?
1: Well, yes, I come from a, from a very charitable family and also very progressive. So it was not okay. only about donating money, but focusing maybe in one or two people through which my grandfather or my mother or my uncle, who was remarkable, who is remarkable, they had changed entire communities and people's lives just by telling, showing people or providing education, providing work,
0: providing ethics and so on. So you were always surrounded by this need to kind of make a change or be active in that sense. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's actually a very rare thing, I think, because not a lot of people teach children that it's important to really focus on something like that. Yes.
1: And also, so many people do not expose their children to poverty or to a way of helping to look at people in the eyes, which is very important when, right. you, when you go in and out of the house and you look at the porter or the driver of, that is sitting outside. You just look at them and say good afternoon or hello or whatnot. And this is, this is a way to engage. It's important to engage, not to stay in the same strata of society where everybody is the same. And I think that Egypt provides that. Although, let's say, Zamalek is a very high-end residential area, you always share your life with the people in the streets. Yes. And also because there is so much unemployment somehow. So you have people that are coming to you all the time looking for work. And one feels that it's a duty to help. So. Let's say we witnessed the shoe shiner that came to us as a child. Yes. And we would always provide work and food. Then he became a teenager and then he became an adult. And this person has been coming to us every week for the last 16 years. Yes. So he is someone we know. And the same thing with a man that comes to Ireland. And the same thing with the Arabic teacher and the same thing with the piano teacher.
0: And and like in Egypt, I feel you can make a choice. You can, if you are from a certain social strata, you can either stay there or you can look around you and see that you're surrounded by literally every single other type of person, no matter where you are, actually. What you said is very true, even in Zamelek or even in downtown or even in wherever. You have this kind of mix that is yes. everywhere. Yes. And it it should force you to be more human really. But I th- I think the
1: parents should play a better role in teaching their children humility and understanding also what poverty is all about and what is the impact of growing in
0: poverty. Yes. Yeah. And I think this kind of brings us very smoothly to the idea of threads of hope because This is a Instagram page, actually, that I came across. And then I'm like, what is happening here? (laughs) Yeah, I saw it. And I was like, this is so beautiful. And then I couldn't comprehend, actually, from the very get-go that all of this that I see around me now, the women that are working, I just saw beautiful work that's executed to perfection, like you said. And I felt compelled to kind of look through, reach out, figure out what's going on here. So, how did the idea of Threads of Hope come to you?
1: Well, it started in 2004 when Malaika Linens, the funding company of Threads of Hope, started our business production of bed linen and tableware with hand embroidery. So the idea is to have an honest product that is extremely high quality and beautifully embroidered because what we wanted to do is to change the life of the people that were producing this
0: work, but change it from the core in the most humble way. So the idea is that the pillars of your business are to recruit women and to teach them this craft, and then to ensure that they can then make a living out of this.
1: Yes. Okay. So Threads of Hope is a company It's not an NGO. The business model is social entrepreneurship, meaning that we are self-sustainable and the money that we make out of this business will go back to the women in different ways. Not only their salaries, but what we want to do is to bring in experts to help the women with their needs in order for them to have better lives. First of all, we have rented two flats in downtown Cairo because we have two metro stations, close to the center. So the women can come here easily. Okay. It's a safe area. What we wanted mainly is to provide a very, very beautiful working environment where they feel safe, which is not the case at all in their neighborhoods. The women are always threatened one way or another. So when they right. come here, we want them to feel comfortable. The colors of the walls are chosen by them. We make sure that there is enough light, that we have plants, mirrors, mirrors photographs a space where there's not only safety but beauty so they come to train embroidery that we can provide eventually after the two months that they work with us they go back to work from home once they're highly qualified then they pick up work they take it home depending on the amount of pieces or the size of the piece they deliver it on a certain date that they and, cannot miss.
0: And so, yes, you were speaking to me about the idea of working with perfection, working with dates, working with details. The work that you showed us here in the workshop, it's extremely detail-oriented. You make sure that these women are trained to perfection. You trust them to meet these deadlines.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very important for us, but for us, it's also very important to have a business-oriented side where there is perfectionism, where there is due dates that, are, that have to be met by all means, cleanliness, there is no excuse for mistakes, there is no place for mistakes. At the same time, in these two months that they are here, we would like to work on the human side of the, of the ladies. So we're starting with nutrition. We provide healthy food on a daily basis, a healthy meal. And we are eventually going to have an in-house nutritionist that is going to speak to the women to teach them how to mix vegetables and, and grains. Whatever they need to know to have a healthy meal, right. vegetarian, that will change the way they feel. They will not be as sick as they are. Yes. This, they would not go to, to doctors that might most probably be misdiagnosed and so on. And also, if we provide the proper information with always bearing in mind a budget that would justify not buying junk food, they will pass this to their children and these children would grow, hopefully, in a very
0: healthy way, meaning that eventually they will be able to learn. Over here, we have a culture where nutrition is the last priority, potentially, and it's, it's crucial to the brain, learning, education, everything. So this is step one yeah,
1: step two is we're hopefully working very soon with uh, trauma and art therapists. So we are really looking forward into this uh, joint venture because we want to also work with their trauma, not in as in psychotherapy, and remove all this horrible moments that these women have lived. But on the contrary, I'm here, this is now. How can I control myself? How can I control my panic attack? How can I calm myself? Yes, I I can do it.
0: Yes. Yeah, I think this is something that a lot of people miss. You know, you can employ these women and they will need a lot more than just work eventually. So I I think it's amazing. I just, we just passed by here and it was lunchtime and they're all eating their meals and it, it smells really fresh. It's a brilliant structure. So my question is, how do you find these women? By word of mouth.
1: Uh, we, have, we try to work with our international organizations. If they have someone that they consider that could train, they send them to us. But mm-hmm. in the vast majority of cases is word of mouth because wow. the mm-hmm. women that have worked with us have had such a good experience and they, they have been working for us for, for
0: many years. And so why did you choose to create a business for women?
1: Well, I didn't choose a creative business for women. It's, 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 yeah. It just happened. You know? okay. When I came to Egypt, I saw that there were no, no beautiful bed linen, although Egypt produces the best cotton in the world. And I also had a training when I was a child. My aunt used to sew, and she taught me how to sew, and she taught me how to embroider. And this was, for me, the most fabulous time when I was embroidering.
0: Meditative.
1: Be- meditative, yes. And also it's a mirror of of your capacities, right? Because you see it, you see the stitches, the perfection of the stitches. I mean, they become perfect after you, (laughs) after you drive a couple of times. (laughs) After you learn.
0: Yes. What I was going to ask you is why did you choose embroidery and chayemeia and these crafts? But I guess you're right. When you look at something that you've created, then it is perfect. But I also,
1: for me, one of the things that I find that is, is so painful is unemployment, I I cannot imagine how it feels to wake up and have nowhere to go, no money coming into, no changes. You know, this demoralizes human beings so much, obviously. Right. Why not create employment, create beautiful products, and put in the market not only a beautiful product, but also a message, helping people to work very high-end, beautiful products, raise our standards, their standards. You know, we go hand-in-hand up And it's very organic. We start from one little design into another training group that we think that could be doing a new, let's say, a new craft and so on. So unemployment is is one of the things that has to be tackled. And I think that the young people should also think about it, you know, because... If you start your own business, try to find a way to engage with people that need work that can be trained.
0: Yes, and and the thing is, is that specifically for women, some of them don't think that it's possible for them to work, and in in our society, of I course, mean, like it's, it's not, not an option. It's or not an something. option. Yeah. Nope. So if you make it an option, and you provide, I mean, I, I see here in nurseries, so for example, if you have children, if they have children, they can bring their children which is probably the biggest obstacle for these women. Do you want to bring any of the women to come? Yes, I would love to. Hi Hanan, I'm
2: Laith.
0: Alhamdulillah. عايزك تقولي لي انت شغل مع خيوط العمل ازاي؟
2: انا انا في الاول بشتغل في وهم طلبوا حد هنا ينظف. فانا الاول خالص كنت بنظف هنا. بعد كده بدات اللي هم لقيتهم بيعملوا هنا وجبات للبنات ولازم يكون الاكل صحي فانا قلت لهم يعني اقترح عليا ميجيل اللي هو مدير كابت بتاع المكان ده اوكي okay. قال لي ان انا ممكن اعمل اكل يعني وكده فبدات اعمل اكل وكده وبقيت اوزع الاكل للبنات وجابوا حد تاني للنظافه غيري وبعد كده لما لأني بقى بعمل أكل كويس قاعد يقول لي يعني أنت نفسك في إيه هو هنا أصلا يعني بيحبوا يطلعوا اللجوة يعني هو كل واحد
0: أنت كان نفسك
2: تعملي حاجة أكتر من أنك تتبخي فلما لما معاه وقلت له على وكده عندي ولاد وجوزي ما بيشتغلش بنتي يعني ما عندهاش مكان خالص في المدرسة. <تصفيق> فبتوقف في الآخر خالص على, على الحيطة وبتوقف وتفضلتوا نار وفع عشان تكتب من الصبورة ما فيش مكان أصلا في المدرسة فكلم ماجي راحت ماجي لي شوفي لو إحنا عايزين نساعدك بأي حاجة شوفي انت عايزة إيه لهم أن أنا أصلا ما معايش مصاليف المدارس والمدارس اللي أنا بودها لهم مش كويسة فبضطر اللي أنا وديهم أي مدرسة جنبه خالص شامل مصاليف الممي ميجيل ساعدني وماجي ساعدتني هنا وودت بنتي مدرسة اسمها كلية البنات في الزمالك وابني برضو وودته مدرسة سنوية اسمها غبور
0: طب ببتدتي بقى انتي تشتغلي هنا تديتي تعملي الشغل وتعلمي البنات ازاي
2: استمنت شوية وبعد كده قلت له انا نفسي اجيب ولادي هنا ها. يشوفوني بس انا ولادي ما انا بشتغل ايه اوكي رح قال لي انتي نفسك يعني تعملي ايه هنا قلت له نفسي انا معرفاهم أنا حاجة مهمة بس انا ما بعرفش اي حاجة أوكي. بحلي جاب لي حد هنا أتكلم ماجي طبعا وبعد كده ماجي قالت له شوف هي نفسها يعني أقولت له أنا نفسي أقعد على الترابيزة وأعلم بنيت يعني ده كان حلمي بالنسبة لي عمره في حياته ما يتحقق وتحقق. فجأه اه فجأه لقيته جاب لي حد وبيعلمني وبعد ما علمني قال لي أنت هتمسكي هنا كسم الفلسطيني طبعا أنا ما كنتش مصدقة وكنت فرحانة جدا 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 وأول ما مسكت الكسمي طبعا جبت ولادي هنا ورتيهم ورتيهم أنا بشتغل إيه
0: وده يعني حاجة من قمة الأهمية أوه أيوة آه عيو عيو
2: بقوا مفسوتين وهم هنا صوروني وبقولوا يعني عندنا هناك بقولوا أنا بس بنظف بقوا يوروا السواء أصحابهم لأ ده ماما مديرة هناك في كسمه في أعمل شغل يدوي أيوة وماما ما بتنظفش ولا حاجة أيوة بصراحة يعني أنا المكان هنا أقدان كل حاجة يعني عشان كده أنا كمان بدي له كل حاجة بحب
0: الحمد لله
2: حتى البنات اللي بتيجي تتعلم هنا لو شفتيهم وهم بيقابلوا بعض يعني لو السودانيين دول ممكن يكونوا مع بعض هنا بس ما يعرفوش اماكن بعض هنا بيقابلوا بعض وبتلاقيهم يعني يتعاونوا مع بعض ومبسوطين وفرحانين وقاعدين كل واحدة بتحكي مشكلتها والتانيه بترد عليها تحلها لها بيلاقوا اصحاب بيلاقوهم هنا بيلاقوا بعض هنا وبعدين هنا بسرعه بيعملوا كل حاجة بحب كان معانا حد هنا واحدة اسمها روبيكا فروبيكا دي كانت أصلا جاية يعني تعبانا خالص الدنيا يعني مرمطاها بجد كانت من السودان بس من الشمال مش من الجانب أوه. فلما جات هنا وكده كان عندها مشكلة في ظهرها إن هي في عضلة في ظهرها فمحني ما كانتش يا أمها ولا لها أهل ولا ليها أي حيجة كان بتيجي هنا تاخد شغلي مننا وكانت ماجي بسعيدها فجات هنا حصلت لها مشكلة ده كمان من الحاجات اللي خلو البنات تيجي معلنا اكتر مم. ان احنا بنساعد حتى يعني في الامور الانسانية مش في الشغل بس ايوة
0: هو ده مش شغل بس انت بتحسي انك هنا اه
2: في بيتك. في بيتك هم كلهم حتى بيجي معادي المشيان يمشوا يلا يا بنات ماشيين احنا عاديين شوية نتوانس ببعض عايزين يعود عايزين يعودوا يجوا من بدري عايزين يعودوا مم. مم. فجات بعد كده روبيكا دي حصلت لها مشكلة ان في حد تعدى عليها يعني وبقت حامل وكده فمن هنا بدا ماجي بصراحة وماجي وقفوا جنبها جامد جدا لدرجة ان ماجي خدتها عندها البيت وقعدتها معها في البيت ومن حب روبيكا في في المكان هنا سمت بنتها ماجي على اسم ماجي وقفوا جنبها وفي الاخر دخلوا على النت ودوروا على مامتها وجابوا مامتها اللي هي كانت يعني مش عارفة مكانها أصلاً جابوها وجد مامتها يعني ما بتشوفش خالص مم. فمن هنا ماجي خدت لها شقة هي ومامتها وبنتها وسعادتها كتروبيكا عايزة تسافر طبعاً تشوف حاجة ثاني برا طيب. ومع ذلك مع إنها هتسيب ماجي وبنات ماجي روحهم في البنت وكانوا بيعملوا عيد ميلاد وبني وكده كانت ماجي الصغيرة دي حاجة كبيرة جداً عندنا وفجأة مشت بيات علينا طبعا عليها مع ذلك بتساعدها وهي برا يعني هي مش موجودة معانا بس هي بتساعدها وفي يوم ما ولدت في المستشفى ميجيلي اتصل بيا بالليل <تصفيق> الساعة ياتى الفجر الحقي روبيكا بتولد <تصفيق> رحوة ده مستشفى جميلة جدا يعني أنا بصراحة المكان ده أنا ما شفت زيه في العطاء بتاعه الحقي روبيكا وكل البلاد هنا يعني هنا اليمن هنا فلسطينيين هنا مصريين هنا سودانيين هنا رتليين كل البلاد هنا وكلهم هنا بيحبوا بعض يستحيل تحصل مشكلة يستحيل حد نعرف اللي هو مش قادر أو عايز حاجة وإحنا قادرين نساعده وما بنساعدوش فهو ده روح اللي الحاجة اللي قادرين عليها بنعملها وأتمنى اللي إحنا نكبر ونكبر 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 وأتمنى إن ميجيل حبيبي <تصفيق> يجي هنا تاني
0: and now to my conversation with margarita when did you feel that the program was starting to gain traction get a bit successful so far we started only with malaika because
1: Malaika first of all funded the training center and we wanted to make sure that if we offered embroidery to other clients, people that wanted to have their own collections, we had to make sure that there was a proper system in place yes, and that we had experts, very good embroiderers, so we can provide perfect work so people can continue to come and recommend us because what we want to do is to open this center to all the people that are interested in working with high-end embroidery, we do Im- normal embroidery, we do cross-stitch, we do corded work, we do azure and hayamea. But it has to be perfect. And what we want is for these people to come here and give us, provide work so we can continue
0: the training. You offer services to local brands and designers to come here if they find it as a fit and to yes. create collections. yes. How does this work?
1: Well, they hear about us through Instagram and friends. And let's say that somebody wants to start, to, not to work for anybody else, but to start their own project. The good thing is that when you come here, we have so much experience that we can actually help you with your choices and tell you where to find fabrics, where to, which colors could work or the colors that work usually in certain products. Right. And, You know, we we want to help these people uh, succeed for them and for us. (laughs) What's
0: your vision for Threads of Hope?
1: My vision is to provide employment, to provide security, to grow and to put Egypt on the map, to reach a level of excellence that hopefully one day international designers would come here and say, you know, Egypt is very close to Europe. It would be wonderful to go and look at this place. We are working with urban women that live in horrible slums around us. So we're not working with communities outside. We're all contained into flats. So we see what they're doing, the quality of the work. We choose who would be the perfect one to do a certain design for a certain client and so on. So I think it's a great experience when you come and see a place that is so beautiful, where people are working in peace, with security, with respect. They're listened to, they are protected, they're trained the way it should be. You know, I don't think it's the way it should be. Yeah, it's nothing remarkable. On the contrary, it's the way it should be. So I would like to continue to expand and and do other crafts. And and maybe my dream is that if this business model works, people would be inspired on reproducing it for themselves, for their communities and so
0: on. But maybe that's a bit arrogant on my side. I think I think what you're doing here is very remarkable, actually. And I think that people need to come see it and they need to see the women working because... This made such a difference to me. I think when people say handmade, they never understand that it takes, for example, like like one of the women told us today, 80 hours of work to create a small stitch. One meter, yeah. You know, one meter. So yeah, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to speak to us. Thank you for coming. Thank you for listening and don't forget to subscribe, give us a review, shoot me a text or direct message us on Instagram at Radical Contemporary where we'd love to hear your feedback and the topics you'd like to listen to. Also, you can check out our website www.radicalcontemporary.com where all of our content is available. Finally, we'll be hosting a new guest every week, so stay tuned.